Hello, welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 2 of Armchair Critic. Let's get started with, of course, the first one, Adam Randall's contract saga continues. Does he deserve a long-term contract? No. Uh, factor of the matter is that uh, Rabideaus have offered long-term deals to two other players over 30 with Burgess and both Greg Inglis, and they both ended up getting stung with only having a couple years done in it. And on top of that, also, you've got to remember that Adam Reynolds hasn't exactly had the best injury, uh, injury, best injury-free run throughout the whole season. He's always got problems with the hemis and everything else. Uh, for me, I think the best compromise is a two-year deal for both. Uh, is a reasonable deal for both parties, fair compromise. And you've got to remember also that he has not... Uh, he has not gotten uh, the Bunnies past the preliminary final for the last three years. Okay, so let's go on to, of course, the stand-down policy was once again challenged in court by the Players' Union and the decision went NRL's way again. Now, look at this off-season. Apart from the few usual suspects and a few uh, little problems, minor incidents, really nothing has major has uh, happened this off season, and it goes to show that uh, the policy has changed players' behaviour, and it's finally put the spotlight on the behaviour of players, and made them realise that they are accountable for their actions. Along with that, it always also has shown the players' behaviour also affects the game with sponsorship deals. And as far as I'm concerned, the policy needs to change. Uh, needs to stay, sorry, needs to stay. So let's hope it keeps on going. Uh, should Joseph Sully be allowed to play before he is 18? No, because if you make the exception for him to play, then everyone should be allowed to play that at age 17. Uh, for me, it's just not right. Um, as I said, he may be 17, may be equipped with it, but if you make that assumption then everybody else will follow as suit for me 18 is a perfect age you're allowed to drink you're allowed to do a lot of things as an adult and i think they need to keep it uh and also you've got development of body so for me it needs to stay at 18 no exceptions all right let's get on to finally cameron smither has announced his retirement it's only taken him about five months and just before the day before season kickoff to announce it. Uh, for me, it's just like typical Smith, just grandstanding and just wanting all the attention on himself. Um, so, oh well, he's retired and hopefully we don't have to hear from him again. Okay, let's get on to the fight between Broncos and Storm over CEO Doherty. Could this be because Storm realised they could be on the slide? With Smith gone cronk, Slater, Doherty, and possibly Bellamy. Could could this be the end of the dynasty? And they realise that. That's why they don't want to let him go. It's going to be a very interesting... Oh, also, they missed out on their replacement to replace Bellamy uh, with O'Brien, who ended up signing, staying with the Knights and uh, signed an extension to his contract. So it's going to be a very interesting next couple of years for the Storm. Could this be like Brisbane again? Now they're on the slide after Bennett left. 
it's going to be very interesting. So uh, we'll see what happens with this uh, storm side. Now let's get on to the season. Bottom four predictions. Well, St George, same problems as last year. I don't really see much improvement. Broncos, well, they may have a new coach and a couple of players have gone, but still the same problem with six and seven and possibly a fullback as well. Still don't have that sorted. Sharks forward pack old. Leaky defence. Only just made the finals last year. Didn't beat any of the top sides, uh, any of the sides in the top eight. On top of that, their last game they played were against basically Canberra Reserves and they were smashed. So... Yeah, I don't see much improvement. They didn't really buy too much in the off-season. And Manly, well, it's pretty simple. Without Tommy Turbo, Tommy Trevojevic, which apparently happened in the bath, a massive big bath, I must admit. must be a big bathroom. He injured his hemi. I don't see much improvement, and I think they will end up in the bottom four. As for the top four, very hard one. The top two, I think, will be Penrith, young side, and they'll probably learn from last year. And then also you've got the Rabbits. Uh, didn't really lose too much and made a couple of quality signings in Arrow and Mansour. As for the rest, it's going to be interesting. You've got the Knights who slid near the end of last year, but they've got the side to do it. You've got Parramatta. Well, again, they were up there. They nearly fell out of the top four purely because they stopped. you stopped Sivo. You stopped... Uh, you stopped Parramatta and they worked that out. Uh, also, you got to remember the Raiders and Storm. They've had significant, a uh, couple of significant losses with Raiders losing Bateman and, of course, Storm losing Smith. And then, of course, you've got Roosters. I think they will struggle with their old side. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens between that three and six spot as to what happens there with those sides uh now let's get on to rugby union uh it's quite interesting they're taking the right steps they've finally got a free-to-air uh match of the super rugby on channel nine still struggling for exposure i still haven't heard too much about it it's on the news but it's only on there for about five seconds and then it's done uh for me it's not enough and I think Rugby Australia really need to do more to promote the game or else it's just going to fall more and more behind the top players okay let's get on to cricket now a couple of issues here let's start off with the uh, the precious Australian cricket team again threatening to boycott the Auckland test because of the outbreak seriously guys seriously you first you did it to the South African tour. I mean, in Auckland, they were in shutdown. There was no one was out. There was no chance of getting it. And you're going to play in front of an empty crowd. So there was no chance of getting it. And to use the excuse, oh, player safety, is a joke. Okay? It's an absolute joke. There was going to be played. The, the chances of you getting it with the city in lockdown and playing behind closed doors was zero. Um, also, again, another serious loss in the T20 to the New Zealanders. Is it time to look at running it separate to the one day in test side? England has a different coach and a different setup, and it seems to be working well. It's a time that Australia looks at doing this. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but I think they need to. Uh, the T20, I think, have a different coach. Who coaches? I don't know. Maybe bring in Lehman or a specialised uh, T20 coach. I don't think. 
uh, it's too much for Langer to do all three sides. Okay, let's move on to soccer again. Um, just like rugby league, Union are struggling. and Now, it's been running in the off-season. Not really much has been said. Uh, you see the news, you see the score lines, but nothing really anything. I understand it's a bit COVID and everything, but still, again, just not much exposure. So I don't know what soccer's going to do, but they're going to have to do something. Um, but there's two very interesting stories in the A-League. First, it's a Melbourne victory. Once the powerhouse, now struggling at the bottom of the table. It's been on the decline for the last few years, and I heard they're trying to get now people to try and uh, buy shares in the club. Will that turn around? I don't know. I mean, the, when they first came on, they had Archie Thompson and all these blokes, but they seem to have just dwindled away and, and really haven't thought about the long term. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then you go to the other end of the table, the Central Coast Mariners, who have collected about three of the last, I don't know how many wooden spoons uh, since 2015. They're in the finals hunt now with, of course, the former Matildas coach, who was anomalously sacked for some reason. Uh, still, we ended up going to the court and winning that case and got a huge payout, but now he's at Central Coast with the men. and seems to be doing really well. Um, so hopefully it keeps on going, and it's really going to be a good feel, good story. Could this be the Leicester of a few years ago? Who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, that's the that is it for episode two of Armchair Critic. Andrew, give me a radio job. Come on, someone give it to me. Uh, and hooroo, and I'll see you next time for episode three. See you later.